God damn it, really? Hey, everybody, welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. Welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. You're wearing a sweater. Yeah, sure am. Is that like a wool sweater? It is a wool sweater. Dude, I can't wear no wool, dude. Uncomfortable. If wool touches my skin, you might as well just strap me down and lay razor blades against my flesh, dude. Well, I'm wearing a t-shirt on under it. Yeah, but your arms, is it a full-length long-sleeve t-shirt? It is. Well, it's a sweater. Oh, the t-shirt underwards. No. So your arms are being exposed to the razor-sharp scratchiness of that wool sweater maybe it's not wool because i'm not uncomfortable at all uh we got a few more emails you want to dip into some emails here i want to keep talking about wool let's keep talking about wool. Sure. And my sensitivity to wool well let's where did Dude, the have you ever worn wool, wool pa- i don't know but have you ever worn wool pants dude you might as well put me in an iron maiden then put me in some wool pants dude yeah have you ever worn wool pants no you know why because you're young when I was a kid, regularly you would go to J.C. Penny, and they would fucking just pick out some pants for you. And your parents didn't try them on because they wouldn't fit because they're tiny kids' pants. And you as a kid would put them on, and you don't know the difference between pants that don't itch and pants that itch. And so you just wear them. And then when you're an adult, you're like, why do I have anxiety-related disorder? It's from the fucking wool pants when you were fucking six. Anyways, they figured it out. They make everything out of cotton now, so. Right. That sweater's probably made out of cotton. I actually don't know what it's made out of. Well, if it doesn't itch, it's probably not wool. Yeah, it doesn't itch, so I guess it's not wool. Glad we solved that problem. Back in the day, when I was hanging out with the rich folks, I would regularly get cashmere sweaters for Christmas which are supposed to be super soft. Even cashmere sweaters, it's like putting on. You might as well just You might as well just make a make a shirt out of sandpaper. Yeah. I can't handle it. Right. All right, let's check into the email bag. I think we figured that out. All right, Tony Rinnick writes, "Hi Bob and Clint, love your show. It's a nice surprise for me to hear Bob talk about They Might Be Giants. Bob and They Might Be Giants are two of my favorite artists, the two I've seen the most live." It was fun to hear them come together. I also really enjoy your discussion about God. I was raised Mormon, was a missionary in Brazil. Since then, my faith has taken a nosedive. I find people's belief or lack of it interesting. Looking forward to more shows. You guys have great chemistry. Love your new song, Space Force, Bob. Best regards, Tony Rennick from Swansea, Massachusetts. Thanks, Tony. It's called Lord of the Flies. But I appreciate you liking that song. I say the word Space Force so much, it should probably be called Space Force. <laughs> um, I like the fact that you were a Mormon, did the missionary work. I think that's pretty cool. All the missionary people that I've met are so nice. And all the Mormons I know are super nice. And uh, I get, I get, you know, if you take it at book value, I can see why you would lose your faith. But just because... You lose your faith in, in, in the Book of Mormon or 
man-made religion in general doesn't mean you have to necessarily throw out the baby with the bathwater. You can keep the baby and throw out the bathwater. And the baby, of course, is baby God. Not mm. baby Jesus, but baby God. Right. And the bathwater is all the bullshit. And by bullshit, I mean baby shit because the baby was in the bath getting the poop in the water. Dude, my daughter was in the bathtub and she was sucking on the washcloth. And I'm like, hey, don't suck on the washcloth. That has poop. <laughs> it's contaminated with poop. And she just kept doing it. And I'm like, oh, can't, it's hard to talk sense into a six-year-old. That's how they get strong. That's where the sauce is. What's that? That's how they get strong. That's how they build up that immune system. Get all those By tox- sucking that toxins poop. in there. Yeah. Well, think about it. <laughs> all poop. babies, all babies poop just cloth. eating, you know, let a baby run around outside. They're just eating garbage and cigarette butts and dirt and fucking worms and dog poop. And Both my kids have never eaten stuff off the ground. I don't know why. I see other kids do it and I'm like, what the fuck is that? I've just never seen my kids do it, either of them. I actually don't think Nova did much of that either, but we were always. She was heavily supervised. I mean, I remember yeah, being so, really. So my kids. I remember being very young. Do you know what a carport is? Remember the phrase carport? I mean, I've heard it. I don't know what it is. It's basically an outside garage with just a little tin cover over it. It was yeah, a okay. port for the car. Okay. My my fucking grandparents had a carport on a main highway called Coliseum Boulevard in Montgomery, Alabama. Very busy. But there was a long driveway out there. However, Jesus Christ, dude, I would spend an entire day just roaming the carport, just trying to get into shit, crawling around, fucking all my grandfather's knives and just the craziest shit everywhere, completely unsupervised. It's such a different time. I know. That was like my whole childhood. Dude, I do this thing. I was just watching this... (laughs) I don't ask me how I got on YouTube. Dude, YouTube will hand you the medicine, dude. If you get on YouTube, they're like, here's the medicine. You're like, I don't know. And then you taste it and you're like, oh yeah, that is the medicine I wanted. I watched the this golf match from like the 60s between Jack Nicholas and Sam Sneed. Did I know I wanted that kind of medicine? I didn't, but I watched the entire thing. And there's, it was at Pebble Beach, and there's just these crazy cliffs where if the ball goes too far, it just goes off this cliff and into the sea. But it's a death drop to the. And every time they'd show that, all I could think of was like just some kid walking up there and dying. Yeah. Like every time. Right. Like that's all my brain goes to is like death and mayhem. Other people would look at it and go, oh, what a beautiful, what a beautiful, lovely sea area. It's amazing that more people don't die and haven't died, which is a weird thing to say because everyone does die. But I just mean in a horrific accident. It's amazing that more people aren't murdered or die in horrific accidents every day. Right. Well, especially, I don't know if what you're saying is relative to what I just said, which is like my brain goes to, only goes to worst case scenarios. So when I think of my son driving the car, I just think, horrific accident when i'm sitting at a stoplight 
where there's two lanes, not a stoplight, but like where there's two lanes of traffic and then there's that middle lane so you can turn. Like every time I'm in that middle lane to turn, I'm just thinking somebody's going to veer into my lane and kill me. Every time. Dude, when I leave my studio at night, which is a, just a short walk to my house, it's maybe 30 feet at night. Every time I leave my studio at night, I think a bobcat is watching me and is about to pounce on my back. <laughs> and of course it is. Any, have there been any bobcat sightings in my neighborhood in 18 years? No. Well, that's just survival. You're just surviving. Dude, they ain't surviving. That's called anxiety related disorder okay what's that that's called got to get out that solitaire and start playing right now mm-hmm. and if it's not solitaire it's food and if it's not food it's video and if it's not video it's nfl and if it's not nfl it's fill in the blank right podcast or freezing shower you still doing the old cold bath cold shower uh, yeah the uh, temperature of the pool just got down into the 50s. So we're having a good time over here. I was kind of venting about that to someone recently. I was like, yeah, these people who do the cold the cold thing, they'll tell you all about it. They'll tell you all about it. And the guy I was talking to goes, I do that. <laughs> he's like, I'm one of those guys. I do a cold. He's like, I, I do like a 10-minute cold shower every day. I was like, oh, cool. You never know who you're talking to. It was a good lesson. And be careful what you're talking about, who you're talking to, because you don't know things about people and you may offend them. You may step right in that turd, which I did. Hard to step out of it, too. I usually know who I'm talking to. It's rare. It's rare that I don't know who I'm talking to. I'm like Sherlock Holmes. I pick up a lot of information looking at somebody. But it's true. 0.1% of the time. You think you can know by looking at them whether or not they take cold baths? Uh, I think so. I, I, I mean, I don't think I could do it consciously, but I think there's some part of my subconscious that would pick it up. Like if, 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 I, if, if you showed me 100 people and you just showed me like, you know, like boom, 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 and I just was pressing the button, yes or no. I think I would get like 75% right. And why do you think you've been imbued with this power? Uh, I think certain people were born hypersensitive to protect the group. So while everybody's sleeping at night in the cave, there's one dude that's, uh, or not, or uh, multiple guys that are, or chicks that are hypersensitive that are taking in all the information so that if there's like a little, like a little, a little, a little a little any of those things then they're like oh what the fuck was that everybody else is stone asleep and they're like that might have been a bear oh that might have been another gang trying to come in here and grab our shit and then now we don't need those people anymore and they're like artists and drug addicts right they're all in the butthole surfers now they're not all in the butthole surfers. They're just people like you and me. They're hypersensitive uh, people. And no, they're all in the butthole surfers. And they're in the butthole surfers. And they have a hard time because you don't need that skill anymore. In fact, they had a hard time back then too. 
but at least there was a there was a reason for it. Now you're just like, do I need to notice every fucking thing? I mean, the good thing about noticing everything is that because you're taking on all this mass amount of information, you're able to like turn it into art, turn it into poetry, turn it into a song, you know, because you're taking all that information in and your imagination's going crazy all the time and you can wrestle a living out of it if you're lucky. Right. Or kill yourself. Right. Or OD. Well, speaking of that, <clears throat> Joanne Capecchi writes in, subject is Sober Fan Austin. Hey, Bob and Clint, love the podcast. I live in Austin, so I get to see Bob a lot. The last time was October 28th at the Saxon Pub. I first saw you, Bob, in 2004 at Anton's with my sister. I was a fan instantly. I got sober in 2006, so your music reminds me and my husband of our early sobriety. I'm an oncology RN. He's an internal medicine MD here in Austin. I love that you talk about mental health and recovery. Going to keep going to your concerts, going to the November 28th Austin show, which I suppose just happened. So get used to it, LOL. We are your age, which might be most of your demographic, but my 27 and 29-year-old daughters are fans too. See you soon at Moody and Saxon Pub. Keep up the motherfucking good work, guys. P.S. Your YouTube channel is the shit. You are a lovable dork. Love, Joanne. All right. That's my favorite email that we've gotten. That was pretty good. I like that one. Thanks, Joanne. Uh, yeah, that show was incredible at the Moody. It was, I think it was one of the best, if not the best, right. uh, Moonlight Orchestra show we've done there. What made it so good? I don't know. Just everything sort of aligned. Uh, Scarlet, op- like she did All Over for Christmas as my two front teeth. It was like the second song of the show. And she killed it. She got a standing ovation. And then my dad closed the show and got a standing ovation doing Oh Holy Night. So there's something really beautiful about booking and bookending the show with the three generation thing. And then just had Matt the Electrician killed it. Lex Land killed it. Max Ross killed it. And just some beautiful moments. I mean, that show is all about just these beautiful moments that happen throughout the throughout the night and there was a lot of them that night the only thing i wasn't crazy about is how goddamn motherfucking fat i goddamn am right now like i was just like seeing pictures of it and i was just like god damn it i do feel like i'm i'm at the point in my life that i was at with drugs and alcohol well not drugs with alcohol right before i got sober like, I feel like I need to do something, like go to Overeaters Anonymous, or I have to do something. I can't do this on my own. I'm unable to figure out my eating situation on my own. I need outside help. Yeah. Is Overeaters Anonymous a thing? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I lost, about six years ago, I lost 50 pounds doing this ideal protein diet. And while I was doing that diet, I realized how much of my eating was just me trying to comfort myself and be in control. And so I started going to Overeaters Anonymous because I knew as soon as I got off that diet, it was going to just go right back to the way I was doing it before. And I just couldn't find any good OA meetings in Austin. Now, 
I can do them online and I just haven't because like I said, I'm kind of at the place that I was with my drinking where I didn't really want to stop drinking, but it was a problem. And then eventually I just kind of gave up and I was just like, yeah, I'm ready to try something else. Like right now, the idea of like giving up Snickers bars is, is, and it, it's been this way for the last couple of years where I'm like, I don't want to give up Snickers bars just like I didn't want to give up drinking every once in a while. But I think I need to give up Snickers bar just for one day because <laughs> it's really, it's just one day at a time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't imagine living my life without drinking back when I was drinking. But now that I've done it for 25 years, uh, it's so much better. My life is so much better without alcohol. So maybe my life would be that much better without Snickers bars. I can't imagine it, but again, I couldn't imagine my life without alcohol either. So I did meet a guy a few years ago who had been in not Overeaters Anonymous, but another program involving eating. And uh, he had not had any sugar or any like candy bars or any candy in like 20 years. Now he was in great shape, like really, you know, just looked really like he was just in good shape. He wasn't fat or anything. And I was like, how could you do that? And he's like, it's great. I love it. And it was, it was kind of like when I was drinking and I would talk to an alcoholic, I'm like, how can you not drink? And they're like, yeah, you know, can't, can't describe it until you start doing it. So I don't know. I feel like I'm at that place right now. So who knows? Again, I haven't, I haven't gone to any OA meetings online, but I, I, I do need to do something. It's most of my self-hatred most of my uncomfortable feelings about myself involve my weight and how i look well and you're a guy that responds to the the program vibe so yeah maybe that is what you need to do yeah i just need to be accountable to someone i can't i can't seem to do things like that on my own i mean maybe i could after after a while but at this point, I don't. I haven't been able to do it. Yeah, <clears throat> it's nice to see pictures of yourself and not hate it. I haven't been there in a long time. Anytime people show me pictures of myself, I'm like, ugh. I did have a guy I was on the tour on tour with who kept showing me pictures of himself, and I had to tell him, "Hey, don't show me any more pictures of yourself. I'm not really interested in pictures of you." Which I think hurt his feelings. But why was he showing? Why was he showing pictures of himself? To you, because he liked him, and he doesn't know that somehow he got through life this far and doesn't know that unless it's a picture of me looking good, I do not want to see it. I don't care. I had to tell him that, Bob, and it got kind of turned into like me being a jerk. And I'm like, look, dude, I'm not trying to be. I like you're actually. I was like, I actually find what you're doing way more rude than what I'm saying to you. I'm just telling you bluntly, don't do it anymore. But you showing me pictures of yourself over and over, that's rude as hell. Well, he just sounds like a dumb guy. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I think people are just lonely, sad. I mean, I don't know. Ask someone a question about themselves and then set your timer on your watch and see how long they'll talk before they reciprocate. 
it's people just are starved to talk about themselves or show you pictures of themselves i guess people are people are lonely that's my take up take away are you lonely no I'm not. I'm not. Okay. Are you lonely? Uh, I mean, I've got my daughter and my wife and my son. So I can't say I'm, I can't say I'm lonely. But, you know, I have high standards for what I think. I don't know. I I feel pretty good about most everything, to tell you the truth. I mean, I I get depressed. I get really sad. I get really almost despondent, kind of. But it's just kind of that's just what life is. You know, it just com- it just comes and it's like like the tide. I mean, I just know it's going to pass. Whatever my feelings are, even when I mean when I'm feeling good, I'm like I don't get too uh, emotional about it. Uh, because I'm like, well, this is going to go away pretty soon too. Like it all just kind of comes and goes. But in terms of like where I'm at and what I'm doing, I, I like my life. I feel very grateful. I feel very good about all of it. I, you know, my relationship with my wife is very complicated. I explain it to people sometimes and they're like, damn. And I'm like, yeah, but it's exactly the way it's supposed to be. And if it was any different, I wouldn't appreciate it as much. It wouldn't be as compelling. Uh, yeah, I love, I love my, I love all of it. I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I just put it, I put everything where it goes and I can sit and be still and be quiet. I'm learning for a very, very long time. And, uh, if someone wants to look me in the eye and talk about something, I'm down. If it's going to be an interesting conversation, even if that includes me asking lots of questions, but it is a, um, it is a switch that I flip and it does cost me. And I'm okay. If no one asks me anything, I'm okay. Not showing people pictures of myself. I just want to be with my family. I want to watch basketball. Uh, and you don't watch football. I watch the Titans which has been pretty painful the last few weeks. But that's all I watch on in the NFL. I watch the Titans. Did you watch that movie about the Titans with Denzel Washington? Remember the Titans? I couldn't remember the name. <laughs> you couldn't remember Remember the Titans. Yeah, I saw Remember I thought, the Titans. I thought, it was re- I thought it was Remember the Titans, but I wasn't sure, so I just said the Titans right, movie. Right, you couldn't remember Remember the Titans. I mean, I couldn't remember if it was remember the Titans or if it was something like remember the Titans. So I just said Titans because we all know there's not, there's only one movie with the word Titans in it. Teen Titans and remember the Titans and clash of the Titans and damn uh, what's up with them Titans. Remember to remember the Titans. Why are you wearing them Titans? Well, you're pulling for Green Bay, which I, as far as I can tell, in the little scrolly scrolls when I'm watching the Titans, are doing real well. I think they're the best. I think they. I think they could go all the way. They beat the best team. I the best team in the NFL was the Cardinals, and they beat them uh, with their quarterback, who then 
proceeded to get hurt and was out and they lost a bunch of games since he got hurt, but he's going to be back, but they beat him. They beat him when he was there. So I think if it's all about, this is a weird year. It's such a weird year for football because teams that you think suck will beat the fuck out of a team that's supposed to be really good. It's a weird year because COVID and injuries, the combination, like some teams will just show up and they just don't have the players. Yeah. And they'll just get beat real bad. Right. And everybody's good. I mean, it's the NFL. There's a bunch of beasts, just a bunch of animals up in this bitch, dude. Yeah. These guys are just monsters. Yeah. They're just giant dudes that all they want to do is fuck you up, dude. And you got to run at them with a ball. It's so, dude, I love it. It's fun. It's fun as hell to watch. It it taps into some part of my fucking reptile brain, dude. I love it. Yeah, I feel the same way. But we we lost two of our best players, so it's not fun anymore to lose, to watch ourselves lose. Who's the guy, running back that Derek that Henry? Hurt? Yeah, what happened to him? Is he coming back in any time? No, he's out for the season. Oh, he's going to have to have foot surgery. And then one of our wide receivers, A.J. Brown's out. We still have Tannehill, who's a great quarterback, but goddamn. I mean, the NFL is just too good. It's too competitive. Like, you can't, you can't lose two of your best players and do anything with that. That's just, it's bye-bye. It's hanging well, we, hang in there. Dude, we lost Rodgers to COVID for one game. <laughs> God, Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. We we lost Aaron Rodgers and yeah. we got fucked, dude. Yeah, and that, I guess that's the thing is anyone could get injured any game. I mean, it's almost like a roulette, Russian roulette with injuries. Well, he had COVID, dude, and he had told everybody that he had gotten vaccinated, but he hadn't gotten vaccinated. I know that's been a big stink. I'm I'm kind of aware of some of the some of the drama going on in the NFL, but I don't really watch any other games. Anyways, he's back and he won't be going out for COVID. For the rest of the season, that's good. Um. Anyways, I'm excited. I watch. I watch all the games because I have this thing called Game Pass, so it lets me watch all the games condensed. So instead of it being a three hour game, it's forty minutes. So mm. You can watch them all. And I mean, I'm not going to watch a Jets game, so I don't watch any of those. Like if a team's shitty, like if I turn it on and it's like a team that's got like a two. Two, two and seven versus a three and six. I'm like, I'm not watching that shit. Watching losers play football is not fun. I imagine basketball is the same way. Like, if it's a losing team, you don't want to watch them play, do you? I only follow, I follow the Mavericks. I follow the Golden State Warriors. I follow the Lakers. And I follow, and then I follow a couple of players on different teams. So, yeah, it depends. I'm not watching Orlando play. Detroit. I'm not watching two shitty teams. No fucking way. Do you know who Chris Bosch is? Yeah. He was he he was at the Moonlight show. He's a he's a good friend of Max's. Oh, cool. He's a champion. He's a Hall of Famer. I think from what I've heard, he's supposed to be like one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, he's yeah, I think he's in the Hall of Fame. He just got inducted. Yeah. Oh, Chris Bosch. I'd love he's to ta- be, I'd love to be friends with some basketball players. I think that would be fun. Yeah, I went to lunch with him. I, I went to Max's. Uh, he invited me to his house for like barbecue or something, and he showed up, him and his wife, and they were so 
nice. Like he was so cool. And he did the thing where he just asked questions and listened. Like he didn't do the thing where he was just talking about himself at all. And his wife was really impressive as well. They were, you know, like when you, when you meet people that are just, you're like, who, what is this? Cause most people aren't that most people aren't exceptional and those, they were exceptional. Yeah. And I didn't even know I did. I, I all I knew was that he was a basketball player. And then at some point he's like, Oh, I gotta go. I've got to get ready for this speech. I'm like, well, what speech? He's like, oh, I'm being inducted into the Hall of Fame. I'm like, what? <laughs> the Hall of Fame? I was like, I need you're a basketball player, but Hall of Fame? Yeah. And then turns out he's like, I guess he was on the team with LeBron or something? Yeah. I think he was a champion. And they won the champion? Yeah. They're like buds? Yeah. How cra- how weird is that? We had some people on the bus. We were in, we played LA a couple weeks ago and I got on the bus and there were people on there talking to the artists that I play with and I was like, Oh God, are these motherfuckers punishers or what? What are what are we dealing with here? They were <laughs> they were producers on some like TV show, some reality show. And I sat down to kind of be available to bail my buddy out in case we got a couple of punishers up here. Right. And they were two of the most pleasant people I've ever talked to. Like the the balance of them talking about their work, which was interesting, versus asking us questions about ourselves, versus b- having funny anecdotes. They're from OKC, so they know Wayne Coyne. So we talked about Flaming Lips. Oh, wow. They were able to tie it back into Los Angeles. Like, it just, two hours went by, and when they find, and, and they knew their time was up. They excused themselves. They said their goodbyes. They got out quick. And my wife was actually, she came out to those shows, and she was on the bus, too. And I was like, that was one of the most pleasant ones of those you can do on the road. When you meet people who just know how to fucking have a conversation that is a give and take, you know, it's a, it's a negotiation. It's a dance. They got it. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like Chris Bosch and his wife were, had some of that juju. Yeah, it's true. I mean, yeah, but it was, yeah, it was that and it was, but it was more than that. It was it was just like one of those things where you're just like, what is like what is that? I just it's like seeing a rare butterfly or something. It's just like, <laughs> what is what is that? I you just don't see that very often. Right. I remember uh this friend of mine, Jimmy Brooks, he's a photographer, and he was dating this supermodel back in the nineties. And I met him through another friend of mine and I was just and we were in New York and I went to their house while we were on tour and it was just this like super couple they were really attractive and and cool and funny and and uh and I was just like what what is that what you know just like witnessing this magical thing on earth you just don't see it very often. Well, speaking of magic, we must bring this show of illusions to a close. We hope you've enjoyed uh, everything. Um, don't be afraid. None of it was real. It's all an illusion. We've conjured up a little magic trick for you guys. And uh, we're just normal people just like you. We're just but normal. We're not. <laughs> we're normal, but we're not. We're super special. Except we're really but special we're, and really we fucked up. normal. <laughs> 
but the us acting normal is us putting on a magic show because we are actually super special and we're going to kick it now to the super special secret weekly where we'll see you if you're a patron which you can be for the low low cost of five dollars a month which would basically be like buying me and bob no 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 no. five dollars is the minimum entry point dude most of these people that are listening are ballers they're not going to join at the five dollar level they're ballers well we'll see you ballers in the secret weekly have a good week take care of yourselves bye bye (laughs)